Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Keep the devices in your home protected from Wi-Fi threats with Xfinity XFi. If it's connected, it's protected. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Get started with Xfinity Internet for $20 a month for 12 months with a one-year agreement. Plus, get advanced security free with the XFi Gateway. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay. Ends one twenty one twenty one. Restrictions apply. New performance starter internet customers only. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra and subject to change. After term, regular rates apply. is in a crucial stage it's not because of foreign wars we wage it's more to do with the colors blue and red too many laws and too much government can you tell me where the constitution went the bill of rights is just hanging by a thread so many people trying to cross the border and politicians build a new world are convinced they should be led I've got to be free the way God made men and I won't be ruled by the damned who went taking your right to self-defense they say you're safer but they don't make sense dangerous ones will not turn into guns Always ask for more. All we buy is made on foreign shores. Come a day when there'll be real hell to pay. I've gotta be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damned. Hello and welcome to today's broadcast of Tap into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble and, you know, mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming live from historic Rome County, Tennessee. And uh, it is another glorious day here in East Tennessee. The sun is shining, 
finally. It's been kind of rainy, overcast, threatening to be a little snowy. A few folks have gotten some snow even. But the sun is out today, and it is fabulous. In fact, for the benefit of those of you that are listening to the uh, free broadcast of this show uh, over terrestrial radio, uh, the time of the live broadcast is indeed January 10th. It is 2021, and it's uh, nearly 10.30 a.m. Eastern. Uh, that is when we are going and uh, performing this broadcast. Uh, we are also in the process of trying out a different platform. Uh, it's actually returned to an old one, but a lot of changes have been made. So it's basically relearning a whole new stuff. Uh, checking things out here at Spreaker to see if we can not go ahead and just make this the home broadcasting platform once again. Uh, a lot of things I'll have to iron out along the way, but we will do everything we can to make sure we get there. Now, I will still continue to upload to uh, BTR for uh, at least a little while at any rate. I, I don't know how much long term we will do that. And I may make a return to BTR if it comes to uh, just ease of use for getting guests on. Uh, I have unfortunately had a string of issues at BTR the last little bit. I'm not entirely certain that it's... Uh, that it's something to do with me. Now, lots of times that's my usual assumption. I usually say something's wrong with the equipment or something's wrong with the uh, the account payment or something's done this or something's done that. And I, I almost always assume that it's me. Uh, I'm not so sure at this point. Uh, there for a long time, particularly under the Obama administration, there were several instances where lots and lots of strange technical difficulties occurred, and they seem to occur not just to me, but to multiple conservative uh, broadcasts that were uh, hosted on the show. Uh, hosted on that platform, I should say. Uh, various shows that were hosted on the platform. Let me be clear. Uh, these things happened to the point that a lot of us started uh, kind of chuckling amongst ourselves, but I don't think very many of us were actually even half joking, because it really seemed to be the case. Wednesday night, the night that D.C. saw the incident, I will refer to it. I, I'm trying to be careful with the language because so many people are getting so upset by different language that's being used. Uh, the incident that occurred in the Capitol building as the joint session of Congress was supposed to be taking place. On Wednesday evening, which thanks to the incursion into the Capitol building, uh, the actual activities of the official counting of the electoral votes as occurs in the joint session, uh, well, it was actually still ongoing, but I was scheduled to go on uh, per, per my usual uh, and Ron Edwards was actually in D.C., and he was scheduled to join me live. And after everything that had been just so wild and crazy had happened, uh, I fully expected that we would get uh, updates on uh, action from somebody who had been in and around the area, who saw a lot of stuff firsthand, but who was fortunate enough to not be part of the insanity that actually took place. Uh, I was, however, disappointed going into on air as I had been contacted earlier in the day. I was scheduled to be joined by Gregory Wrightstone as well. We were going to talk about Bill Gates' 
a big uh, plan in geoengineering that has to do with blocking out the sun. Uh, A topic I still have not broached uh, on my program yet, but definitely want to. And the reason uh, that Gregory had uh, contacted me was because he is, uh, well, was at that point and presumably still not feeling great, but he was well, he was very ill and uh, he has still been doing some interviews uh, throughout the day, but he just uh, says about the time he was scheduled to come on to my show is uh, about the time he really starts to struggle with it. So we had made an agreement to reach back out in a couple of weeks and to reschedule. So I was going to be without Gregory Wrightstone, which very disappointing to me as I, I love our conversations with Greg and it has been, uh, in my opinion, I hope he feels the same, way too long since the last time he was on with me. And this is the kind of topic I just know that he would be more than happy to light up Bill Gates over. But I was unable to get my audio connection linked. And so I tried and tried and tried to the point that I even thought about maybe just going into my uh, audio editing software and possibly just recording a show and uploading it. But I wouldn't have been able to easily and readily uh, get guests scheduled that way. And I pondered that a bit and I attempted uh, to do that and I just I wasn't able to upload to BTR uh, broadcast at that point in time. So I'm going to be trying to upload this one as well if I can do it. I've been assured that that issue has been corrected. But the thing is, I was also scheduled to go on live Friday. Uh, different guests scheduled. Uh, we were going to be talking uh, about COVID-19 and how things have progressed there involving a... Uh, investigative reporter with an international reputation and unfortunately I still couldn't get logged on so I had to cancel that so now I'm kind of in limbo and I'm looking for a better way to fix things and uh, the Spreaker Spreaker Studio app and unfortunately it is on an app and I don't like it being an app I liked having the web based studio that existed before I was familiar with it I liked it Uh, and like a lot of folks once I've learned something I hate to learn something that's completely different even if it is technically easier to use which I'm assured this is Uh, So I'm trying to get familiar with it now. I'm trying to use this right here. And, uh, of course, it does now have uh, far more easily tie-in capabilities so you can utilize Skype to to bring guests on and the whole nine. So I'm going to try to be uh, getting familiar with that as I move forward. So uh, we'll see if that happens or if I don't eventually end up just pre-recording everything and just uploading. Uh, We'll see what works out. Uh, I'll be doing a lot of various things to try and make these things happen in the meanwhile. Uh, Anyway, with all that being said, uh, I was very disappointed uh, with what transpired, obviously. And uh, here I am, uh, ready to take that next step. But a lot has happened since I got to speak to you guys directly uh, to bring forth the broadcast uh, to get something new on the airwaves for the great radio stations that rebroadcast this this show 
That, of course, being KYAH, 540 AM, Utah's Talk Authority, and uh, WCETFM, Columbia's Talk Radio. Um, I've lost a couple of stations at the beginning of the year due to reformatting, which now means I am searching for new platforms and uh, new radio stations that might be also willing to rebroadcast and to carry this program because conservative messaging is now under assault. And there aren't aren't enough people right now out there in a position to withstand that. So what I want to start with today, before we dig into any of that business or the events at the Capitol building, which will probably dominate today's conversation. Uh, I wanted to start with a gentle reminder from a watch company. Yes, you may already know where I'm going with this. If you haven't already seen their latest video, I highly implore you to go to YouTube or to Rumble if they've got it up over there yet, because Rumble is where I'm going to be telling everybody to go to. Rumble and BitChute. Videos, if you're doing videos, you're looking for an alternative to the leftist uh, overlords, those two places are pretty decent places to go to right now. Uh, Rumble is the, the hot new commodity. BitChute's been around a little bit longer. I, I'm signed up for Rumble. I don't have anything up over there yet. I have posted a few things on BitChute. Uh, I highly recommend you head over to those two. <clears throat> but I think this one is pretty much only up at YouTube right now. So if you still have access to your internet, because some of us have actually had our access to the internet completely, uh, well, not completely banned, but so barricaded that we're having a hard time even sending and receiving emails. And make no mistake about it, if you're a conservative and you're having this issue and then you have a friend who is not a conservative and you see them utilizing the same services you do and they don't have an issue, uh, pay close attention to that. Service providers are getting directly involved in all kinds of insanities going on. But this watch company, whom we've talked about in the past, they've released a video that's pushing back against the recent wave of censorship and the lockdowns, uh, and all in the name of freedom. In case you missed it, this past Friday, this watch company released a video promoting the American idea of freedom. A guard watches. They generated buzz twice before. We've talked about them here twice before with previous videos. One in response to Gillette's ad regarding toxic masculinity. And the other defending police officers during the height of the defund the police movement. Now the company's latest video comes at a time when our personal independence is being undermined at, uh, well, at a frightening pace. Asking right off the, the bat, Ian, the owner, if regard, uh, asks, what is freedom? That's the starting point. 
that's where he begins. And it is a rousing uh, uh, video, again, if you have not heard it. And to hear him do it, I, I'm not going to be able to do it justice, but I highly recommend you check it out. He asks, what is freedom? He continues saying, is it allowing others to decide what's best for you while this is how they live their lives? And, and the question that he's asking, it, it shows this uh, footage of a new story about how like lockdown isolation is impacting the elderly. And then it is juxtaposed immediately after by the now infamous photo of California Governor Gavin Newsom dining with a group of people at the wildly expensive French Laundry restaurant. So you have pretty solid impact. So what, what is this as he's trying to say? Now, a Gallup poll shows that a large percentage of Americans blame the media, not Donald Trump, not Nancy Pelosi, not Chuck Schumer, not Don Jr., not Rudy Giuliani, not Ted Cruz, but the media for the political divide that is displayed as uh, this video continues and as the statements are made that we are not defined by our skin color gender or any other immutable characteristic but by our individuality by our very soul created under god as divine and unique now he continues noting that we as americans determine our fate and that we have a right to make choices despite the risk. The video then contrasts what's the ongoing wave of legacy news and big tech censorship with our right to free to expression before cutting to multiple clips of political leaders and news anchors condoning or encouraging the summer riots and making outlandish claims. Over and over again, you see faces from CNN and certain elected political leaders. Nancy Pelosi shows up more than once. The video continues, quote, Sadly, we have forgotten that freedom isn't free, that freedom is the result of great sacrifice. And we sit today with the great realization that freedom, despite all its greatness, can be taken in an instant. So what is freedom? The video comes to a conclusion asking, freedom is more than a moment, more than a single action. Freedom is greater than any single idea. Freedom is everything. Now, for most of us, particularly those of you that listen to this broadcast on a regular basis, you're not going to argue against the idea, the concept that freedom is everything. Because as far as we're concerned, it is. Freedom is everything. Liberty, individual liberty is is 
the air we breathe. Now, the owner of the watch company was asked, why did you decide to make this video? Why this video at this time? Now, we all know the timing. But it's risky. It's a gamble, especially, especially when you see the cancel culture now coming for literally everyone. This is what he said. There has been in recent times such an escalation of censorship, hypocrisy, and disconnect between us as Americans, our politicians, and our country as a whole. I care about this country deeply and refuse to give up on it without a fight. It's not just me. We as a company care about this country. It's clear as day that right now, Every major organization, corporation, and media source is only allowing one narrative to be said. Any challenge to said narrative is no longer results in debate or even opposition, but absolute censorship. Our president, like him or not, is currently censored on every major social media platform. The walk-away movement is censored. Huge corporations like Spotify are taking part in this. Shopify. Did I say Spotify? Shopify. I want to be certain. He said it correctly. I think I may have said it incorrectly. <laughs> he said huge corporations like Shopify are taking part of this. It is unacceptable. We are losing the battle of freedom, and I wanted to remind people what that means. Freedom is everything. We have nothing without it. This is no longer about you, me, or any individual. It's about us as a country. The most powerful asset I currently have is my company, and I'm going to use it unapologetically to stand up for these ideas. It's time now for companies to step up and step forward and put out opposing narratives to show that freedom of speech still has a chance. We need voices from more than just individuals. I hope that the video allows people to see that countless other Americans feel the same way they do, but more so that it inspires other brands and companies to say, hey, we are here. We are with you, and we stand up for what we believe in. Now, that's a bold message. It's a brave message. It's the kind of statement that one can't truly expect in this modern age, the modern age of cancel culture. The modern age of social media departures. To give you an idea of the kind of people that are standing up and celebrating the Twitter band of Trump, the Facebook band of Trump, the YouTube algorithm slamming anybody saying a positive thing about Trump. 
Everyone loves shopping online. Well, I'm going to tell you what I tell my golf buddies when they buy clubs. Stop searching for coupon codes. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Plus, it's free, and you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. That's like hitting a hole in one without even trying. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. Keep the devices in your home protected from Wi-Fi threats with Xfinity XFi. If it's connected, it's protected. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Get started with Xfinity Internet for $20 a month for 12 months with a one-year agreement. Plus, get advanced security free with the XFi Gateway. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay and one twenty one twenty one. Restrictions apply. New performance starter internet customers only. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra and subject to change. After term, regular rates apply. You have people like Sasha Conan Barrett. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Sorry. That's how well I respect him. I can't even keep his name straight. Sasha Baron Cohen praising Twitter and Facebook. Yay! Okay, you're entitled to your opinion. But when we take a quick look around the world, we see people like Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny. You know, the guy who is probably the most outspoken critic of Vladimir Putin in the world. They're blasting Twitter for censoring Trump. The left-wing Mexican president, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. Andres has come out and said that that's unacceptable in a free nation. How do we get from where we were just a few months ago to where we are today? That's ultimately what we're going to have to discuss before we get into this total and complete abandonment. It's a big part of what we need to talk about, isn't it? Because here's what you have going on, ladies and gentlemen. You had the continuation of a completely and totally legal, legitimate, and constitutionally sound process of an attempting to object to electors from certain states. That's what was happening on January 6th. That's what Ted Cruz was doing. Completely legal, completely legitimate, completely constitutional. A process that has been performed by Democrats in the last election. A process that has been done by Democrats in the previous elections when a Republican was the presumed winner. So I don't want to hear the people on the left talk about how this was an effort by Senators Hawley and Senators Cruz to try to upturn an election, to try and blatantly defy the will of the people. Because the will of the people was blatantly defied by virtue of failing to follow the law in states like Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Oh, and in Georgia as well. 
Those were states where they decided without the state legislators having been involved in said decision, in fact, fighting against the decision in the case in Pennsylvania and in Wisconsin. Those objections ignored by the governors and the secretaries of states in those states, ignored by the judiciaries within those states, and then refused to be looked at by the United States Supreme Court, even though these states were acting in violation with the federal constitution. And there's nothing to look at here. There is no questions involved here. There is no debate about the facts. This isn't an accusation of fraud. This is simply the elections performed in a fashion that made it impossible to actually go back and check votes. An election performed in a fashion that was blatantly in violation of their own state laws. And to have the state legislators completely ignored in those states is beyond the pale. It's beyond reckoning that there was clearly reasons to debate, to question, to challenge the electors from those states. With similar issues in Arizona. But those four states alone are enough to take a long, hard look at why these elections were certified when these elections were conducted in an illicit fashion. So, what Cruz was doing, what Holly was doing, what the other members of the House and the Senate who had promised to do so and then changed their minds after the so-called riots, some now rather ingenuously referring to them as an insurrection, when insurrections have been occurring all over the country all summer long with their blessings, and this is the one time they get angry because this is the one time that they're recognizing the fact that, guess what, there are Americans in this country that are mad enough to go do something about it. And is the more you try to, to push that down, the more you try to get in the way, the more you try to get all those little, little pressure-released valves, the more you continue to build this into a pressure cooker. The more you put that much more anger and rage and frustration to the point that eventually you're going to have an explosion. And you see, the thing is, the folks on the left are smart enough to know that. So don't tell me that this isn't part of their plan. Don't tell me this isn't what they want. I mean, some of them haven't actually made a plan. They're just going along with whatever else. But the person that's actually coming up with these ideas, they're like, yeah, because it makes them look bad. We want them to be violent. It made us look bad when we were being violent, which is why we had the media stop reporting on it. We had to stop talking about what was happening on the streets of Portland and in Seattle. We had to stop talking about that because, you know, it was starting to show up in the polls during the election. We, we, we have this big farce of an election. And we have to make sure it's there. So excuse me if Donald J. Trump was still hoping, was still praying for a miracle, and was still trying to keep his word to fight to the very end. 
Because that's what happened. Donald John Trump was not inciting a riot when he was talking about marching over to the Capitol building and letting these people know how they felt. Again, he was being Donald Trump. He was being an imprecise communicator. And unfortunately, we don't live in a time now where you can just be that nondescript. You literally have to lay out every single instruction, don't you? Because if you leave any room whatsoever for ambiguity, your enemies are going to turn your words against you. They don't care what you meant. They don't care what you actually said. They care that what you said can be used to claim you meant something else. Because that's the world we live in. Donald John Trump inciting riot by saying, we're going to march over to the Capitol building and we're going to let them know how we feel. What he meant was you're going to stand out there and peacefully hold up your signs and make sure that these people did what they were supposed to do which was stand up and object. Object to the illicit elections that took place in at least four of the states in question. Four swing states that radically changed how they were going to conduct this law without the permission of their state legislatures to do so. (laughs) And I don't want to hear about how it wouldn't change the election. Because if you really thought it wouldn't change the outcome of the election, then why not just conduct your elections legally? Why make these illicit changes? Why ignore the fact? And why does the federal government in joint session, we're talking to Congress here, just accept these illicit electors? They should have been challenged and they should have been thrown out. Does that change the outcome of the election? Or does that take that next step? Does that take that next step of a legal, constitutionally valid selection process for the next office holder? Do you have time to fix your electors and let's recount it? Cruz and company wanted to have a 10-day... wasn't actually an investigation, uh, a 10-day pause on the count so that they could look into uh, these situations and the circumstances, as alleged, which might have also uh, brought into question some of the allegations of fraud. But there was more than sufficient grounds in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia to stand up and say, hey, wait a minute, guys, this isn't right. And every single person in those states should want their elections performed correctly. Every single person that casts a legitimate vote should want every illegitimate vote not counted. Because guess what? If one side can cheat, the other side can cheat too. And if you're going to make it so that you have to cheat to win, what do you think is going to happen? How mad are you going to be when it's your side that loses? You talk a big game about voter integrity. But then you also talk a big game about what a great job things uh, uh, everyone did when our guys won. For four 
straight years, we heard nothing from the left but Russia collusion. Russia interfered. Russia changed the outcome of our election to suddenly flipping right back to, see, it just can't be done. You can't uh, affect our elections like that. Well, which is it, guys? Seriously. I want to circle back around before I take this first break that I'm a little past due on. I want to circle back around and ask the question to Lindsey Graham and to all the guys that showed up in the House and the Senate that night, came back after all the excitement had passed, after people lost their lives. I want to ask a very basic question. What about any of that changed the fact that the Constitution was not being followed. What about any of that action changes the fact that Pennsylvania didn't follow its own state election laws, that Michigan didn't follow its own state election laws, that Wisconsin didn't follow its own state election laws, and that Georgia did not follow its own state election laws, which is clearly laid out as required in order for the electors to be counted. If all 50 states decided they weren't going to follow their own state election laws in having the election for the president, and they sent electors just willy-nilly, then uh, all of them should be excluded. The United States Constitution grants exclusively to the state's legislatures the authority to select electors. And they get to decide however they want to do that regardless. If the state legislatures in the states of Pennsylvania were okay with what the governor and the state Supreme Court of Pennsylvania had determined in regard to COVID uh, changes, then all they had to do was pass the bill. All they had to do was change the law. And we have seen how quickly these folks can get together and pull something out of a hat if they are so inclined. It's usually bad for the United States when they do that, uh, and it's certainly bad for members of an individual state if their state legislators do that. But hey, we're up against the deadline here. What do you say? How hard would it have been to simply write a clean bill that steps up and says, hey, guys, you know what? Maybe we should make uh, mail-in voting easier. Okay, here's what we're going to do to make it easier. Uh, is everybody on board with that? No? Okay, well, let's put it to a vote. Okay, uh, we win. Uh, let's send it to the governor. How hard is that? I mean, they knew COVID was potentially going to affect elections as soon as it hit the shores, as soon as it was officially acknowledged, I should say. They had more than a year to get ready is what I'm telling you. And several states fought over it, decided, no, we don't want to do that. Why? Because it was not the right thing to do, period. And rightfully so, because it's not the right thing to do. But that's irrelevant, isn't it? What happens is you have these people ignore their state laws and then treat everyone else like we're too stupid to know the difference. 
It doesn't really matter. See, it's okay for us to do this because pandemic. But what's the next thing that it's okay for, for whatever other reasonable excuse they come up with? What's the next big thing that it's okay to do because this could be dangerous? Uh, oh, yeah, maybe they should just censor us on show, social media. May, maybe they should find ways to, to silence us. Oh, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe we shouldn't be allowed to have a job because if we have a job, then we'll have money of our own. And if we have money of our own, we may find a way to work around all their ridiculous efforts to cancel us. Hey, lefties, if they'll do it to us, They'll do it to you, too. Right now, you're the voice of insanity because you're the voice of the mob and you're not thinking clearly. We'll talk about that and a little more on the other side as the broadcast continues. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after this very brief break. It is both amazing and frightening to witness millions and millions of adult Americans being dictated to by elected officials who were elected to represent them. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, Rahm Emanuel said never let a good crisis go to waste. So true to form, the Corona China virus scandemic crisis was foisted upon our republic and used as an excuse to lock our economy down and force churches to close in order to break down the largest segment of job creation also and decimate the American middle class. No governor or mayor is operating in good faith or in the best interest of the citizenry if they dare to lock down or quarantine healthy people in their homes and force them to wear masks, close their businesses, or forbid church attendance or preventing others from going to synagogue. Truth is, locking people up and killing 64% of the gross domestic product will not rid the United States of a corona-China virus scandemic that has a 99% survival rate, by the way, even Dr. Fauci admitted he's been a big liar, quote, for our own good, unquote. We have been played. We have been lied to. We must open our economy right now and fight for our unalienable rights. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. This is Dan Perkins with your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans, Tip of the Day. Are you looking for a job because you got laid off because of the coronavirus? Most veterans think that the GI Bill can only be used for college, but that's not true. It can also be used for retraining programs. So if you're out of work and looking for a new career, go to the VA.gov and look at the GI Bill benefits. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans, Tip of the Day. Ladies and gentlemen, I am back. Thank you for staying with me through that very brief break. Always glad to have you uh, with me as we uh, 
do this broadcast, of course, uh, completely being recorded this time, not a live broadcast per se, but we will bring it up as I'm uh, trying to make sure I get all the bells and whistles and work out all of the uh, little glitches to make sure my equipment's working properly with what we're doing. Now, uh, as I was saying just a little while ago, uh, we are in the midst of a full-blown attack on Liberty. And it's being hidden as the guise of an attempt to protect our democracy. Uh, Again, I will remind you, we don't have a democracy. We have a constitutionally limited federated republic. We have engaged certain democratic principles in order to make sure that the will of the people isn't ignored by those who claim authority. But we have a republic, boys and girls, not a democracy. And in order to protect a republic, you need open dialogue. You need freedom of expression. You need to be able to have a LeBron James talking about how uh, it doesn't matter what happened at the Capitol building. Y'all just don't understand what it's like to be black. I wonder if LeBron James really understands what it's like to be black. He's been removed from a poor community for a very long time. He's been removed from those folks that are actually dealing with the struggle that he's trying to pretend he understands. And I say trying to pretend not because he didn't ever experience. As a young man, he did growing up. But you know who else did? certain uh, neurosurgeon, a certain pediatric neurosurgeon by the name of Ben Carson comes to mind. He grew up knowing exactly what it was like to be poor and black in a poor black community uh, from a single mom living. Yeah, he, he gets it. And I don't hear him making these same excuses. This isn't about individualism, though. This is about needing to have those voices. LeBron James needs to be able to say those things. Not just because liberty demands it, not just because freedom of speech demands it, but because we need to be able to know exactly what LeBron James thinks and how he thinks it. If any of us are going to decide to look at him as a thought leader, which in America... As a sports hero, some people will. Some people do. We also need to have Donald J. Trump out there tweeting and explaining that he did call for an end to the violence. He did call for those people that stormed to go home. He has, since the official finalizing of the acceptance of the electors at the joint session of Congress that came to a conclusion, said that he would, as certain people like myself always told you, would go along with a peaceful and a smooth transition of power. Because whether you like it or not, whether you work for Fox News or whether you work for CNN or whether you're Nancy freaking Pelosi, the, we did not have a president-elect until after the joint session of Congress officially counted and acknowledged the results of the electoral college vote. It was just simply that. And Donald Trump was completely with... Ooh, a fondue set. Ugh, now I need to find a coupon code. Not anymore, Susan. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Wait, instantly? It's called shopping smart, not hard. 
Download Capital One Shopping to your computer for free and let it do the work for you. Don't mind if I fondue. Ah, <laughs> that's kind of cheesy. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can drive change or build an empire. Because old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. This new year, we need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's still ours to win. Start different at GoDaddy.com. In his rights to fight and fight and fight legitimately in the courts and in the court of public opinion for as long as that was the case. Until that was final, nothing was done. Nothing was settled. Nothing was official. Because legitimately, there should have been electors disqualified. Now, people aren't allowed to say that. I'm not allowed to say it, but here I am anyway. And I hope the platforms that carry this will not find a way to keep me from expressing this to you. Multiple platforms that carry this program, especially in podcast form, I am spending some of my hard-earned cashola to participate on. Don't expect me to continue sending me my cash if you're going to work against me because I'm on these platforms to express my thoughts and to practice my individual liberty that I have just as much right to as some Hollywood individual that's cheering on the demise of social media because that's what's happening. Social media is seeing an implosion because Twitter and Google and YouTube and Facebook, and I know I'm being a little redundant because some of those uh, businesses uh, are partnered up and some of those businesses actually own one another. Uh, You're welcome to do your own research. Don't take a word I say for granted. But some of these businesses, they, they are ignoring their own rules. They establish a community standard so that they can take down content that they disagree with. But they establish those community standards in a way that sounds reasonable. We're not going to allow anybody to uh, encourage or call for violence. We're not going to allow people to, to simply use certain language. We're not going to allow people to do this, that, or the other. And then they only apply it to conservatives. And they apply it in a fashion that is disingenuous, dishonest, flat out wrong. And usually it's because they don't want people to actually hear the words directly. What's the biggest reason that the mainstream legacy media didn't like Donald Trump being on Twitter? Because he was able to tweet directly to the people, unfiltered. Uh, No... Uh, CNN uh, mediator, moderator, blah, blah, blaterator, gatorator, gator hater, nothing like that. I'm just babbling. I'm sorry. Getting a little tongue tied because I'm starting to get a little angry. He was able to communicate directly to the people for better or for worse. And lots of times it was for worse, but for better or for worse, he was able to talk to you if you were on Twitter also without 
Don Lemon or Chris Cuomo explaining to you what he means. You were able to hear from him and decide for yourself what's this guy saying, what does it mean. For better or for worse, like him or not, you were available to do that. So the media hated it. And the opposition hated it. Because they weren't able to control the narrative when he had the ability to put the narrative out there on his own. To put that counter-narrative in effect. When he was able to do what I'm trying to do right here, what Thousands of other conservative voices try to do every day on social media and on platforms similar to this and over the radio and on places like the Daily Wire, the Daily Caller, the Blaze, on all of these platforms, the Gateway Pundit and uh, the Gatestone Institute. What people are trying to do every single day on these platforms is offer up the reality that's being ignored by these other legacy media platforms. And there's a ton of that out there. Stories, news stories that you should be made aware of that you will never hear if you only follow those sources. And then we're also trying to give you a different perspective on the things that you are hearing about. Because you're hearing about an open and armed insurrection in the Capitol. I'm still trying to figure out uh, if this was an armed insurrection uh, why wasn't there a lot of back-and-forth shooting? Because that's what an armed insurrection looks like. What you had was a bunch of goofballs who got a little carried away and did some stupid crap. And in the process, some people lost their lives. It wasn't the right thing to do. And I want to be clear about that. It was not the right thing to do to storm the Capitol. And whether you're somebody that believes this was some type of psy operation or whether you're somebody that believes that Antifa uh, started this, I can tell you for a fact that it was not just Antifa people that followed them in, if that's what they did. I can't say Antifa didn't uh, start the process and say, hey, guys, come on. I can tell you it looks awful weird when you see uh, undermanned police already there uh, opening up barricades and backing up to doors and opening up doors and we've all seen that footage by now if you haven't just while there's still time go look as it'll probably disappear soon it'll go down the internet rabbit hole fortunately the internet is forever somebody somewhere has archived it and will keep putting it back up and god bless you you'll have to keep coming up with new uh, internet IP addresses and creating new uh, account information to keep getting them up there. But you just, God bless you guys who have the time to do that and the and the willingness to do so and keep it up. But we've seen that footage. We've seen these things. So yes, there's still some very fishy looking activity that transpired to get this thing started. But unfortunately, there were some legitimate Trump folks that at the very least followed in. Now, I can't say for sure, was this these, uh, were these Antifa um, infiltrators? I'm pretty suspicious there might have been a few. But I can't sit here and tell you, yes, that's definitely what happened. Not with a clear conscience, because I don't know. I wasn't there in person. That's part of why I had hoped to talk with Ron, to see how much of that was really going on. We know there was violence that occurred between 
Antifa counter-protesters and uh, several pro-Trump folks uh, the night before. We knew there was some violence that took place the morning of. But to have followed any of those goofballs in there was ridiculous, and some did. This young lady from California, 14-year Air Force veteran, no question that she was a pro-Trump person. No question that she was there because she believed that her her republic, I almost made the same mistake these morons do, she believed that her republic needed her to step up. She felt she was honoring her oath that she took as a member of the United States Armed Forces. She was there to be heard. And that's that's the other dirty little secret that nobody on the left, and now a lot of folks who at least claim to have been on the right, they don't want to say either. They don't want to talk about how these people were there to be heard. They want to act like they were there to do violence and destroy things. Well, if they were there to do violence and destroy things, then why wasn't more things destroyed? At what point do you reach this level where all of a sudden, uh, okay, we took some stuff and yeah, Nancy Pelosi pretty worried about that laptop, evidently. So what transpired? What goes on? What's happening here? I don't know. You tell me. It was foolish. It set the movement back, and it wasn't the right time. Now, I am not going to tell you that there will not be a point where it may become necessary to do exactly what they're accusing these people of having done. Because I don't have my head buried in the sand. But I'm also not going to tell you that it's the thing to do and that we should be doing it and we should be. No, I'm not calling for violence. I'm not calling for such an action. I'm warning. I'm warning everyone who's willing to listen that if we don't take a stand and make sure that we push back the left legally and without it, it is going to happen because the left is already moving very harshly in the direction of trying to do that to us anyway. They're pushing harder to try to silence us. They're coming after us all. They don't want us to be able to do business. They don't want us to be able to express ourselves. They don't want anyone in government to listen. What is the expectation? It's open insanity. And it cannot be allowed to continue. It simply can't. We have to get a return to common sense. We have to get a return <laughs> We've got to get a return to our republic. We've got to get a return to the Constitution, to the rule of law, to things meaning what they actually say they are instead of all this Governmental doublespeak, where we talk about affordable health care that is the opposite thereof, or the CARES Act, which should be the We Don't Cares About You Act. So difficult to take any of these people seriously. And Nancy Pelosi, well, she stepped across a few lines, didn't she? She's gone even further, and I'm going to touch on that as we slide into the top of the second hour of today's live broadcast. But we are approaching 
the end of the first hour. So since the overwhelming majority of folks that do still listen to this show, other than everybody listening in India, and again, thanks guys for that. I appreciate it. Uh, a lot of you guys are listening to podcast version and presumably this show will still be available on all these podcast uh, platforms. Who knows for how much longer? Because that's something else we're going to touch on in a second hour. But I'm going to start with Nancy Pelosi's little effort to try to undo <laughs> the president's ability to be the president in the final days of his current term. It's just ridiculous. So at any rate, for those of you that I am having to say goodbye to now, those of you listening on Terrestrial Radio, you usually hear this one hour at a time, so we reset each hour. Uh, I'm about to have to say goodbye to some of you, so please tune in again the next time the show is on. Presumably that's when you'll get to hear uh, hour number two, but uh, in the meanwhile, please don't take my word for it. Don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and, more importantly, to use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. In the meanwhile, stay safe, stay healthy, and, you know, be smart out there, guys, even if it means going against your nature. From a blue state clan Taught to praise the little man Told that union saved the working class He was raised a red state son To love the flag and own a gun Warned about the greed within the mass They met beneath the moonlit sky A college party drunk and high And when they had degrees They said their vows he couldn't say when, he couldn't say how, he couldn't say why, she was different in his eyes. They built careers and had a kid, tried to live like their parents did, but both their parties taxed them close to death. Learned to hate the public schools Watch TV making fools While trial lawyers looted what was left She, she couldn't say when She couldn't say how She couldn't say why He was different in her eyes Saw them years ago A happy little cabin in the west Homeschooled on their farm Making so much more from so much less Because of foreign wars we wage As 
Welcome to today's broadcast of Tap into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, and I'm coming to you from Roan County, historic, scenic, lovely, beautiful East Tennessee. And uh, glad to have you here with me. Thank you so very much. Uh, for those of you that are listening to the radio stations across the country, great terrestrial stations that rebroadcast this show for your benefit, in case you're listening there, the time of the live broadcast here uh, was January 10th, 2021. That means, yes, it was Sunday. Uh, so I hope this isn't finding you too far behind uh, when it's actually. Uh, being heard. The time frame is a little uh, a little before 11:30 a.m. Eastern at the time that I'm doing this and I have not checked any new news in a bit. So if there's anything breaking, uh, I'll try to peek here in a second and find it. Uh this is hour number 2 of this broadcast and I am uh, more than happy to let you know that uh, if you missed the first hour, for whatever reason, whether you're listening on terrestrial radio stations and uh, uh, the first hour was broadcast on a different day, or uh, if for some reason you're uh, skipping ahead and missed it, uh, I was just about to discuss, as we made the transition into this hour, uh, Nancy Pelosi and all of her very American efforts, her effort to protect this great nation from an unhinged Donald Trump. We've been hearing 
from several media sources, legacy media sources, that, that Donald Trump has led an attempted coup. And it was a, an armed insurrection at the Capitol building. And then what does Nancy Pelosi do? She immediately tries to get Pence and the cabinet to move towards a 25th Amendment removal of an unfit-for-duty president, knowing that it was going to do no good. And then she immediately uh, goes to calling for moving forward quickly with an impeachment. Now, all this she was doing when there was less than two weeks left of the current term of office. What's the need to move so quickly? Well, Nancy Pelosi would have you believe that this is all in an effort to protect America from what this crazed orange man who's bad, this kicker of puppies, this eater of babies, this climate arsonist, what he's possibly going to do next. She would have you believe that he is so unhinged, that he is so dangerous, that he might just start a conflict and launch nuclear weapons. Because, oh yeah, she did that, had a conversation, and was dumb enough to admit it. She's dumb enough to admit it because right now she thinks public opinion's on her side. She thinks the media's going to cover for her. She thinks nobody's going to put together that she was actively uh, operating a coup d'etat. Or attempting to. Trying to remove him from office before his term's over? Uh, on what grounds? Oh, well, he did this. Did he? Could you get that conviction in the Senate? Could you make that case? Well, sure, you can make that case in the House all you want. You'll get the votes. Nobody cares about the facts. They'll just vote along party lines, and that's it. But could you do it? And could you get it done before his term of office is over anyway? What's the real reason, Nancy? What's the real reason to try and move to it? Is this really just more virtue signaling, more grandstanding, more effort to try and paint Donald Trump and anybody that would support him as being just that dangerous, just that crazy? They're a threat to national security, aren't they? You admitted to going to the chief of staff at the Pentagon and saying, hey, guys, we need to make sure that we limit Donald Trump's access to the nuclear codes. Basically, you just admitted to saying, hey, guys, uh, <laughs> I want you with me when we move against the president. Because like it or not, he is the president and will remain the president uh, for a few days longer. About 10, to be exact, by the time that I'm at the time this broadcast is occurring. Keep the devices in your home protected from Wi-Fi threats with Xfinity XFi. If it's connected, it's protected. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Get started with Xfinity Internet for $20 a month for 12 months with a one-year agreement. Plus, get advanced security free with the XFi Gateway. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay and one twenty one twenty one. Restrictions apply. New performance starter internet customers only. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra and subject to change. After term, regular rates apply. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. 
You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can drive change or build an empire. Because old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. This new year, we need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's still ours to win. Start different at GoDaddy.com. He's already said he's he's going to just allow for the peaceful transfer now because now the fight's over. All the legal uh, opportunities are done. And he's come out and he said that. And he came out and he very strongly opposed the actual storming of the Capitol. He did. He told everybody else who was there to just go ahead and go home at this point because they were just going to be lumped in with the maniacs that broke in. He even said that in the interest, not, (laughs) I, I, I take a moment here because a lot of people said, well, see, he's just a sore loser. He's already said he's not going to attend the Biden inauguration, not because of sour grapes, but because he's been told that his presence there would be an unnecessary disruption. And he's not interested in creating the disruptions that would be an issue. What he's interested in is allowing for the peaceful transition. That's where he's at now because it's happened. It's occurred. We are at that point. It's over. The fight is done for him. Now, the fight for the American people to restore integrity into our election system is still ongoing. We have to pick up that fight even more now. And that's what Nancy Pelosi wants silence. That's why she wants Jack Darcy and Zuckerberg saying, now, not only not only do you need to get rid of Trump, but you also need to get rid of everybody who might say something that works against us. Because we're the good guys now. We're the good guys. We won. We're going to give everybody $2,000. I heard somebody making the point the other day that when uh, Biden came out and told everybody, yeah, we're going to make sure that you get those $2,000, that that, in essence, was him trying to bribe people to vote for it. And it kind of sounds like it to me, doesn't it? I continue to hear these people go on and on and on about how Trump's words were just so so emboldening to those that stormed the Capitol. Well, uh, if we're going to go by that standard, if we're going to ignore what Donald Trump actually said, and if we're going to ignore the the previous legal standing, the, the, the standard that has always been there before as what constitutes inciting a riot, then we really do need to go and pick up Bernie Sanders, don't we? We really do need to to go pick up Maxine Waters. These folks need to be arrested for inciting riots too by the standard they're trying to hold Donald Trump to. These are just instances that have occurred relatively recently where they were passionate, where they were emboldening to people that did take action. The Bernie Sanders supporter literally was shooting people. So if that's the new standard, then that should always be the standard, right? 
Except I didn't hear them say that then. And you know what? You didn't hear me say that either. Because as I made the point then, it's like, uh, we've heard the left make these accusations before. We've heard the left try to say that uh, words have power and uh, you should be held accountable for what you say. If you encourage someone to go do something uh, violent, then you should take responsibility. Okay, fine. Except here's the deal. There is still a difference between a clear-cut and unmistakable call to action. If I'm telling you it's time to stand up and fight for what you believe in, that's not me saying it's time to go out with your AK-47 and uh, smoke bombs and Molotov cocktails and go storm the Capitol building. That's not the same thing. It's far from it, in fact. The founders of this country and the framers of the Constitution spent a lot of time putting together a document that our government was supposed to adhere to that would allow for us to fight for our ideas without having to physically fight one another. So when you hear me talk about fighting for my ideas, you're talking about me trying to reach out to the hearts and minds. The physical, actual fighting on the street, that's a last resort. And as bad as things are looking right now, we're still not to that point. So that's not what I'm calling for. But Nancy Pelosi literally just said that she spoke with the chief of staff at the Pentagon. She was trying to interfere with the duly elected and still current President of the United States in order to take care of his most sacred responsibilities. She just admitted that she's openly interfering and she's still trying to find legal excuses to remove him from office before his term's up. So I'm circling back around to the question, why, Nancy, why are you so determined to remove Donald Trump early? What is it you're concerned about? Could it be that there's something on that laptop of yours that was stolen? That maybe you want Trump out of office before any of that information comes to light? Could that be? Now, I can't say that it is. I'm just speculating here. But why the hell isn't Nancy Pelosi doing her usual gloating and taking a victory lap about how uh, Joe Biden's about to be installed instead of, we must remove Trump now? Because she literally looks and acts like she's hitting the freaking panic button. She doesn't have the, the sound in her voice, the usual qualities that we've seen time and time again from Pelosi when she thinks she's won. And the only thing that I keep coming back to is that stolen laptop. Could there be something on that stolen laptop? So again, I'm speculating here. Maybe the tensions between Iran and the United States right now have them concerned that going out, Donald Trump might be willing to just commit us to some huge open military action. But I'd have to ask you, what evidence do you have that Donald Trump has probably been the most pacifist president we've had in modern history? (coughs) 
excuse me. I mean, it really is as if he has tried very hard to to speak loudly. And he's carrying an even bigger stick, but he doesn't want to use the stick. He has to show he's willing to, but he doesn't want to. And he's been better at that than, than just about anybody we've had. And again, at least in modern history. I don't know, there's a lot of folks a lot of the neocons in particular, that aren't happy about that. Some of them were never-Trumpers, some of them weren't, but became never-Trumpers because he refused to feel froggy and jump. So legitimately, what, what evidence do you have that Donald Trump would do that? Maybe Nancy Pelosi literally has convinced herself. Maybe she's told herself this lie so many times that she's come to believe it, that Donald Trump is truly unhinged. When, in point of fact, Nancy, it looks like you who's unhinged. Of course, the legacy media is never going to point that out, and folks on the left aren't going to, to tell you, hey, Nancy's looking kind of cray-cray out there with this. What are you doing all this for? This sounds like a coup d'etat. Is it really worth risking your political career and whatever remaining political capital you have left to try to forcibly remove a president of the United States with fewer than 20 days left to serve? At this point, by the time you hear this broadcast, if you're listening to terrestrial radio, fewer than 10 days. If you're listening to the podcast, but you're a few days after it's been uh, placed, fewer than 10 days. If you get to hear it today, which some of you will, and uh, thank you for listening, by the way, you've got 10 days, 10 days left. Two work weeks. And we all know Congress doesn't work a full work week, don't we? So what's the hurry? What's the concern? Now, I do want to say, when it comes to what happened in the Capitol, one more time, I want to make it clear. That was crazy. It's not time to storm the gates just yet. It's just not. I I understand the frustration for those of you that did so. I do. I don't concede the fact that there weren't some Antifa infiltrators involved with getting things kicked off. But I will tell you plain and simple, flat out, that regardless of whatever amount of shenanigans took place, there were legitimate Trump supporters who were there thinking that they were protecting the republic that fell in line and went along with Should have stayed behind where the first barriers were set up. There were strong cases being made inside that Capitol building as to why Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia's electors should not have been seated. And actually, a pretty good argument uh, for Arizona as well. Those arguments were being made. They were being, the, the process was ongoing. And this occurred at a point in time when strong cases were being made, where the possibility of winning the day was still there. 
which makes it even worse if that's what you were trying to do. I'm trying to save the republic. Just make no mistake about it. There may have been some people there that were only there for Donald Trump, but for most of us, this isn't about Donald Trump. And it never was. Trump's just the guy who happens to be there and who's getting railroaded and ramrodded and thrown over the balcony and then thrown under the bus. This is about being a nation of laws. This is about the United States Constitution. This is about the constitutions of the states involved. This is about dutiful, lawful, and legitimate elections having taken place. And you can say whatever you want to about the allegations of voter fraud. You can say whatever you want to about the allegations against Dominion voting machines. You can say whatever you want. I don't care which side you fall on. There is no dispute that in the four swing states of Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia that their state voting laws were violated. There's no dispute. There's no question. It did happen. These aren't allegations. It's clear violation of the state laws. And the state laws were not changed or amended by the state legislators. And that's all it would have taken to make all of this completely legitimate. And there would be no legal argument on that platform. Now, was there still irregularities in the form of fraud? I'm willing to go on the record, even if it means being deplatformed that yes clearly there was significant amounts of fraud that took place in some key areas <clears throat> that's why they keep utilizing the phrase widespread voter fraud when they deny it i've been making the point since before the election you don't need widespread voter fraud do you you don't have to go and uh, jerry-rig things in California. You know how the outcome is going to be across the state, don't you? You don't have to do that in New York. You don't have to do that in Illinois. You don't have to do that in Tennessee. You don't have to do that in uh, Nebraska. There are places that simply aren't in play. That the overwhelming majority of citizens that live in those places are going to vote a certain way. It's a foregone conclusion. But in the swing states, in the states that are mostly kind of purple, you focus on the purple states that have the most electoral votes. And there, you pinpoint a few key locations with high populations. And bam, that's all you had to do, isn't it? But still not the point. You can claim all you want to. Oh, there was no widespread voter fraud. We don't need widespread voter fraud for voter fraud to have affected the outcome. And we should not. We should not tolerate the counting of electors that were not duly presented. And in the states where there was violation of their state election laws, those electors should never have been certified. 
Those electors, after having been certified illegally, should have never been accepted by the joint session of Congress. There shouldn't even be an argument. You shouldn't have Democrats in either body saying, well, because they voted for Joe, uh, we're okay with it. It should have been, no, you, you didn't follow the Constitution. You didn't do the things you were supposed to do. And you had people who, constitutionally speaking, didn't have the legal authority to send us these electors. So, you know, either send us electors the right way or we're simply not going to count them. And that would have been following the procedure. And while I'm on the topic of following the procedure, I want to address all of these people calling Mike Pence a traitor. Mike Pence followed his constitutional responsibility. He did. Whether you like it or not, he did what he was supposed to do. When you look at what the Constitution says, and even when you look at what the uh, amended laws later on providing the overseeing of the joint session, what it entails when it comes to counting these electors, he did what he was supposed to do. He does not, and, and I, I don't care who tells you otherwise. You don't need some fancy legal degree and years and years of constitutional scholarship to understand what the Constitution says about the process. You can read it. If you can read above a fifth grade level, and I'm going to assume that most of you can, maybe I'm giving some folks, if you happen to be a leftist, that's accidentally come across the show. I'm going to assume most of you are more than capable of leading, reading at a fifth grade level. If you can read at a fifth grade level, you can read the fact that Mike Pence followed his constitutional responsibilities. It was up to the senators and the representatives who levied their objections to make a compelling argument, and then it was up to those separate bodies to vote on that objection, and it was up to them to sustain or to ignore those objections. And in order for Mike Pence to have had any wiggle room at all, at least one of the two bodies would have had to come back sustaining the objection. Then Mike Pence could have intervened at some level. But he wouldn't have had to if both bodies came back and said that they sustained the objection and would not count them. And by rights, those four states, their electors should not have been counted. Did that change the outcome? Will you do the math? That's what makes storming the Capitol an even dumber move at the time that it happened. Because guess what? If they had... If they had dismissed enough electors that then suddenly Biden doesn't get to the magic number of 270. Then it goes to the House of Representatives and each delegation gets one vote. And we'd like to presume that every Republican-controlled legislative state across the country would have just voted for Donald Trump. And then, then Donald Trump would be starting his second term on the 20th. That's what we would like to think. But after seeing how squishy and, and wussified the senators and representatives became after the storming, after they had to be rushed out 
After they had to be evacuated, after they saw how scary it was when people with guns had to pull them out to protect them. Despite the fact that this supposedly armed crowd didn't seem to be shooting anybody, although it didn't keep the uh, Metro Police from shooting folks, did it? After we saw how wussified some of these folks became, even though the arguments that they were making, <coughs> excuse me, the arguments that they were making, the, the point of fact, the facts of the case that did not change one bit in accordance to those actions, not at all, but we saw how wussified they became. So by doing that, we can no longer take for granted that had this been sent to the House, that all the Republican-controlled uh, states still would have voted for Donald Trump. Because how many of them have you heard being all wussified since then? How many? Oh, Donald Trump's to blame. Oh, how this, that, the other. How many? How much have we heard that? Storming was a bad idea. Not the kind of thing that typical Trump supporters, and certainly not the kind of thing that uh, your average everyday conservative would have been on board with at this point in time. That doesn't mean the day isn't coming. And again, I'm not calling for it. I'm trying to warn you. If you're one of these leftists out there thinking, oh, okay, we got him now. Tim just said this. We're, we're, he's the next target. We're canceling him next. I'm trying to warn you. The more you try to cancel me and other people like me, the more people you're going to have realizing the options are over. The time is done. It is, it's it's D-Day. That's not what you want, by the way, because you're not going to like the outcome should it come to that. You're really not. You think you've got all this power. You think you've got all this control. You think you've got everybody right where you want them because you have control of the legacy media. You've got control of social media. You've got control of the thought police. You've got your fact checkers everywhere. But what you don't have is your finger on the pulse. You're living in a bubble. You never come out of that bubble. And when you hear somebody come up and try to pop your little bubble, you send people out with guns to stop them. Although you don't want any of us to have guns of any kind, for any reason. Doesn't matter. You might want to stick your head outside of that echo chamber just, just once in a while. Otherwise, what happened at the Capitol building this past... Uh... Start the new year right during the Xfinity Hello 2021 sales event. For a limited time, get Xfinity Internet and Mobile together for only $35 a month for 12 months with a one-year agreement. And mobile with our one-gig wireless data option. Plus, get $250 back. This sale ends soon, so visit Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today. Internet offer requires paperless billing and auto pay. Ends 1-11-21. Restrictions apply. New performance starter internet customers only. Equipment taxes, regulatory recovery, and other fees extra and subject to change. After term, regular rates apply. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online, so any small business can drive change or build an empire. Because old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. This new year, we need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. 
So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's still ours to win. Start different at GoDaddy.com. Wednesday is going to be the least of your concerns. Okay, we're at about the halfway point of this hour, so let's go ahead and take that customary uh, mid-hour break. And on the other side, we will continue. Stay right where you're at. If you are an American sovereign citizen and still believe that Democrats actually care about you, your family, or your small business, I have a tropical island paradise in the middle of Lake Superior to sell you. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, just like parasites, Democrat leftists have been nothing more than invading species of gruesome political bloodsuckers who seek to bleed away the wealth and block the unalienable rights of Americans who simply desire to enjoy the blessings of their God-given right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and or property. Democrats, like parasites, sicken the atmosphere and hamper the ability of we the people to live our daily lives in peace and tranquility. Leftist Democrats destroyed the peace of mind of small business owners in states like Michigan through dictatorial orders and draconian lockdowns. Just as parasitical Democrats destroyed many inner cities soon after the bastardized or civil rights movement, when small businesses and, and industrial giants shuttered their doors, causing misery for generations, now leftist Democrats seek to wipe out 64% of the U.S. gross domestic product via the conjured-up Corona China virus. Wake up, America, and check out my Ron Edwards American Experience talk show on the YouTube channel. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Hello and welcome to your songs and stories for soldiers, veterans, tip of the day. So, are you getting too much or too little sleep to rest your brain? According to the National Sleep Foundation, too much sleep can be just as bad as too little sleep for you. Scientists think that about seven hours sleep is the optimum for refreshing the body. Here are some tips. Go to bed at the same time every day. Keep your bedroom cool and turn off the television. This has been your Veterans Tip of the Day. I'm Dan Perkins. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Thank you so very much for staying with me through that very brief break. At least I think it was brief, uh, brief according to my feelings about it. Anyway, <laughs> glad to have you here, ladies and gentlemen. As always, it is indeed tap into the truth. Uh, we are doing all those things that we normally do, only I have a few days to get caught up on, and I have been trying to do exactly that. But... Uh, you know, there's been so much surrounding the single story. Single story. Uh, we've had folks go after Lindsey Graham. And, you know, Lindsey Graham said some things that kind of makes me think it's fair to, to do so. Uh, I think Lindsey is still trying to position himself for a presidential run. I think he wants to run uh, in the next election cycle as opposed to having to wait another one. So I think his... 
Graham 2.0 act that we saw after, uh, well, during the Kavanaugh hearings and then pretty much then every moment after up until January the 6th may have still been playing uh, a part along those lines. He's taken a lot of flack from his constituents since then. Uh, rather than getting a chance to run for president, he may simply be going away uh, very soon, uh, whether he likes it or not. I mean, I suppose he's got at least six years that we'll uh, see him on the scene remainder. Maybe folks will forget about the, this in the meanwhile. We've seen lawmakers at state level arrested and resigning because they took part in the storming of the castle, if you will. But uh, we've also seen something else. The most disconcerting thing to me is how quickly, and, and I told you ahead of time, and I'm not the only one either, I, I know that, but I was a voice that warned you how quickly these folks were going to try to move and how they would be coming for everyone. Well, for some time now, people like myself and numerous others have been trying to offer up social media alternatives. Places like Parler and Rumble and Bitshoot and Spreely and MeWe and Gab. Places where they actually behave as if they're a platform, meaning that they have a few basic rules about what they'll allow. Moderators come along and will take your stuff down if you break those few rules. But generally speaking, uh, free speech is the rule of the day. Your ability to say or do pretty much whatever you like is the uh, general rule of the day. Well, immediately after Twitter announced their permanent ban of Donald Trump's personal account and then instantly tried to stop him from tweeting via the presidential account, and then also started taking down <laughs> tweets that Donald Trump was putting up based on other government accounts. Uh, we saw a huge influx to Parler. Now, Parler had been quick up and growing, and Gab claims they've been uh, getting about a thousand new folks an hour. It's real interesting, but uh, the fun thing is, Parler was the go to spot for a lot of conservatives, it was the hot thing. At the moment, going into the, into this moment, and so the powers that be immediately tried to move to prevent you from going to parlor. Parlor, again, endorsed by several high-profile conservatives as an alternative to Twitter. Well, it was removed from Google's Play Store this past Friday after being threatened with removal from Apple's App Store over allegations that the, quote, free speech platform has not done enough to crack down on violent rhetoric following the attacks on the U.S. Capitol building. So in the mortal words of certain leftist politicians, never let a good crisis go to waste. The media is playing up this storming of the gates as a crisis. They've claimed that Donald Trump's created a constitutional crisis. They claim that Ted Cruz 
has created a constitutional crisis. Last time I checked, following the Constitution isn't a crisis. Trying to prevent them from following the Constitution. Now that's a constitutional crisis. If anyone's guilty of creating a constitutional crisis, as I pointed out earlier in this hour, Mimi Pelosi has tried to create a constitutional crisis. But she's tried to circumvent the presidential authority and presidential power. She's attempted communications directly with the head of the United States military. And she has communicated directly with others to try and prevent Donald Trump from being able to stay in office quietly, peacefully for the remainder of his term, less than 10 days at this point. That is a constitutional crisis. But basically what Google and Apple is saying is that we want you to be more like Twitter. We want you to be more like Facebook. We want you to be more like YouTube. We want you with active bots and algorithms searching and bringing stuff so that they take it down. And then you have to appeal. And then an individual person then can look at the appeal and then they still want you to follow their same rules. Guess what? They're not you guys. You hide behind the legal protections of being a platform and not a publisher. And yet you constantly act like a publisher. And now that enough people have gotten fed up with your BS that they're moving in huge numbers, which would hurt your business model. Aww. Now that they're moving in huge numbers over there, you want them to behave just like you? You want them to make the same mistakes you made so that you can crush them and you can remain dominant in your field? This has nothing to do with your media platform. This has nothing to do with your concern about safety. This has everything to do with the fact that you've finally went too far. <coughs> you've taken that one step too far, and you realize it because you're seeing people not just jump over, like myself— but people that are officially canceling and deleting their accounts. Now, you've already went through and took out a bunch of people. The purge has been ongoing, and you have huge rounds of purges, and we just recently had another one. But now you're seeing a lot of people that you didn't plan on having go away delete their accounts. Now, that's when it becomes dangerous for these guys. It's not enough to just not sign on to Facebook. If you still have an account, they still get to use you as a number to demand more dollars for their advertising. Same thing for Twitter. The way these folks make money is based on the number of users, not the number of active users, not the number of users that are on for X number of hours a day, but just the number of users. Every one of those users represents a potential extra set of eyes for your advertisement. So that's the way paid advertising works. The money that I get from paid advertising on this show through monetization, through one of the platforms that I utilize, is still based on the total number of people that actually listen to the show. I get a small percentage of a small percentage based on the total number. So for every download, for every listen. There's a little bit, there's a little, a little tiny bit. It's been large enough that the show's been 
basically breaking even for a while. But it costs money, even as poorly produced as this is, uh, it costs money to do it and to reach as many people as I try to reach. Twitter doesn't want you going to Gab. Twitter doesn't want you going to MeWe. Facebook doesn't want you going to MeWe. Uh, Twitter doesn't want you going to Parler. They don't want you doing those things, but they don't care as long as you keep an account open at their place. You only became a threat when people started doing what Gutfeld did, what some other high-profile folks did, and that is not only make the switch over, but also deleted their accounts. That's what hurts their business. That's what takes their dollars away. And then these high-minded virtue-signaling folks, then they get concerned. But they're trying to find a way to make it seem like it's completely reasonable, completely logical, that you shouldn't have access to them. So on Friday, uh, BuzzFeed News obtained an email from Apple to Parler. Uh, and in this email, talking to the Parler executives, they threatened to take down the site from its iPhone app store unless the social media network implements a stringent speech moderation policy within 24 hours, meaning that that time frame has already passed. The threat's still out there, and they could basically do it at any point in time. So if you don't already have the app, you may not be able to get the app. If you do already have the app, the app may no longer be supported. Now, if you are still determined, guess what? Use your web browser. Go to parlor.com. Go to Clout Hub. Go to Parlor. Go to MeWe. Go to Gab. Go to Spreely. And every time they try to to take away your ability to reach them, find another way to do it. Use an, an IPN. IPN, is that right? <laughs> I, I I should know this thing, and it's just not coming to me. But, uh, you know, don't let them track your activity. Don't let them know what you're doing. And if they won't let you have the app, then don't use the app to do it. Because guess what? All you app users out there, you don't have to use an app to get to a destination on the Internet. In fact, most of the time, I still prefer to use the web browsers and go directly to the site. I don't particularly care to use the apps on the phone. Just me being old school, I suppose. But at any rate, they want them to do exactly the same thing that everyone else is doing. Or you're not allowed. Even though the whole point of all this mass exodus is because we the people who've been utilizing their service were fed up with how they're treating us. Quoting here, We have received numerous complaints regarding objectionable content in your parlor service. Accusations that the parlor app was used to plan, coordinate, and facilitate the illegal activities in Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021 that led, among other things, to loss of life, numerous injuries, and the destruction of property. Now, this is from Apple, and they wrote it to Parler. 
They also said the app also appears to continue to be used in uh, to plan and facilitate yet further illegal and dangerous activities. Now, I want to know who's sent these numerous complaints. How is it that they received these numerous complaints? Somebody from their side hanging out on the app? Now, within just a few hours, Google Play Store went ahead and removed the app. They made a statement to Politico saying, quote, <clears throat> In order to protect user safety on Google Play, our long-standing policies require that apps displaying user-generated content have moderation policies and enforcement that removed erroneous content and egregious content like posts that incite violence. I'm going to stop there for a second. They do have policies that prohibit it. They do enforce those policies. But they do not have algorithms in place that are treating everybody as though they're guilty up front. The moderators have to go through. Somebody has to report it to them. Then they go take a look at it. You know, the way it actually was in the earliest days of Facebook. And I kind of think Twitter was that way at the beginning, too. But again, I haven't been on Twitter enough to know one way or the other, so it doesn't really matter. If any of you guys know, then okay, so be it. But it used to be somebody would actually have to complain about it to a moderator before Twitter would even be aware of it. And it certainly was that way in Facebook. They didn't have roaming bands of thought police just scouring the sites the, the, the whole time. We didn't have that. Somebody would have to come across and say, oh, I'm offended. I'm going to report you. And then there'd be the report, and then uh, somebody would look at it and say, okay, is this uh, an actual problem, or is this just this person reporting it being uh, over the top? And in the very earliest days of Facebook, about half the time, those reported complaints were just ignored because it was just them being oversensitive. I kind of like that. And that's exactly where Parler is at the moment. Spreely and Gab are even uh, harsher about it. They're like, no, uh, we have a few rules here. <coughs> we will strictly enforce those few rules. But outside of that, it's them. We're a platform. We're not publishers. The way it's supposed to be if you're a platform. You're offering up a platform to somebody else. You're making money off of ad revenue because lots of eyes come to see what's going on and you're counting on these content creators to bring the audience to you which is why you're perfectly okay with somebody who has uh, 12 followers that uh, subscribe to their youtube channel because they've got a thousand other people that are at a million subscribers but each one of those subscribers and each one of that bit of content that brings somebody new is an extra opportunity for them to draw ad revenue. So they're okay with it. But when you start becoming a publisher, you start taking responsibility for it. My God in heaven, you don't deserve the protections. There is literally no reason why Parler or CloudHub or Spreely or Gab or MeWe, should make any concessions in this case whatsoever. 
We've all seen this coming. For, this is the reason those platforms exist is because we saw it coming for a long time. It's the reason why you have uh, Mines. It's the reason why you have Rumble and the reason why you have BitChute. Because we knew the time was coming that certain content, that all you did, all you would have to do to be banned on this major platform was say the words, I don't think that's right. They're banning Donald Trump. I don't think that's right. Boom, you're banned too. How dare you? That's where we're at. Parler has the strict rules. The Parler just doesn't have... Uh, an algorithm constantly policing and then, and then the roaming bands of thought police ready to strike down any perceived violation. Anyway, continuing back to their statement. All developers agree to these terms and we have reminded Parler of this clear policy in recent months. We're aware of continued posting on Parler app that seeks to incite ongoing violence in the U.S. Now again, I, I'm going to stop. I want to know, why is it that the only time they're worried about incitement of violence is when it's against their guys? Why is it that the only time they're worried about the incitement of violence is when it's the other side? Because that's where we're at. They didn't have this same concern. Didn't have the same worry when it was Baltimore. When it was Kenosha. When it was Atlanta. When it was Portland. When it was Seattle. When it was Los Angeles. They didn't have this concern when it was Antifa or when it was BLM Incorporated. They, they had no such concerns then. In fact, they were perfectly okay with letting these folks use Twitter and Facebook to coordinate their activities. For Twitter to remove Donald J. Trump and to still leave up the Ayatollah Khomeini That's an affront to anyone with half a brain. When you still have active Al-Qaeda accounts, when you still have terrorists utilizing Twitter as a propaganda tool, and they're okay with that, when you have leftists swearing violence against conservatives. Look in your home. Look in your office. Look in your home office. Everywhere you turn, there's so much smart. At Capella University, we think education should be smart, too. Our game-changing FlexPath format puts you in control of your master's degree, so you can learn how, when, and where you want. Smart, huh? Yeah, we think so, too. So if you want to take the next step in your career, make Capella your first step. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can drive change or build an empire. Because old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. This new year, we need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. 
It's still ours to win. Start different at GoDaddy.com. Left and right. Just because they're conservative. When you have people talking about how they want to throw the Covington kids down a wood chipper. Those accounts not only are not suspended, but are propagated and promoted. But you let Nikki Haley say, um, Iran's a dangerous country. Boom. Okay, well, we're going we're gonna to have to block you for a couple of weeks. This was just way over the top. We, we can't have this kind of activity. Come on now. I don't know. I just, I don't know what's left to do, quite honestly. And I I can't continue to phantom how liberty has been so squashed here. Parler suffered several outages this past Friday, despite Google yanking access from the Android phones, after... Twitter announced that it had issued a lifelong ban to President Donald Trump, citing risk of further incitement of violence. <clears throat> so, meanwhile, several, several well-known conservatives on Twitter expressed concern that the broader purge was occurring on the platform as countless users complained of losing a significant number of followers as the day progressed. Twitter had announced earlier that day that it would be permanently shut down any accounts deemed solely dedicated to sharing QAnon content and issued bans on pro-Trump attorney Sidney Powell and former National Security Advisor General Michael Flynn, who called for martial law following President Trump's election laws. Now, calling for martial law is a bit much. It's a little over the top. You let the system play out the way it's supposed to. But even that's not worthy (laughs) of a ban or a permanent removal or even a blockage. Again, you let these people say what they have to say so that you know that picture, that moment in time, how they were feeling. But you also get an idea of who they are. So you know how seriously to take them. The same deal with the LeBron James example I gave back in the first hour. You follow through with what you know, with what you see. And you come to know whether or not you can trust someone or not. What do you think about this person? Is that, is that somebody with a, a thought mindset that we should pay attention to? What are they really like? Should we be following MLK? should we be following Malcolm X? Should we be following Jeremiah Wright? Or should we be following Donald Trump? Should we believe for one second that Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. is capable of standing up to the rigors of being the president of the United States and pushing back against the elements in his own party that are going to want to control him from second one. Should we believe that Nancy Pelosi is really concerned that Donald Trump's unhinged and may call in a nuclear strike, possibly even call in a nuclear strike on American targets? Are we supposed to believe that she really believes that? And if she does really believe that, is that more of a reflection of how dangerous Donald Trump is? 
or how dangerous Nancy Pelosi is. Either way, that's going to have to be it for this hour. So I'm going to have to say goodbye to a lot of you. Those of you that are listening to the rebroadcast, that'll be it for today. Hope you'll tune in on the next broadcast day. Presumably that's when you'll get to hear the next hour. In the meanwhile, you guys uh, remember, whatever else you do, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and more importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Meanwhile, stay safe, stay healthy, and, uh, you know, be smart out there, guys even if it goes against your nature. Using both hands Founders knew the Second Amendment was the final one to keep To hold our other rights intact so we'd never become sheep Stalin, Hitler, Maloney, and Pol Pot They told us things that you never forgot Always ask for more All we buy is made on foreign shores 
Welcome to today's broadcast of Tap Into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I'm your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap Committee, live from Historic Rome County, Tennessee. And this is the third hour of the broadcast that uh, is happening for the benefit of those of you that are listening to rebroadcasts across the country. Uh, it is happening on January 10th, 2021. That is Sunday. It is just a smidge before 12.30 p.m. Yes, that's around the noon hour. Lunchtime for a lot of folks, so I hope you guys are enjoying it. The meanwhile, whenever you are hearing this, keep that in mind in case something you're hearing is just a bit dated by then. Uh, you are noticing that uh, during this broadcast, I'm not talking about folks in the chat room uh, because the chat room is not up and going. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, we are currently working on uh, possibly even changing the home broadcast platform. So we'll see how that happens. This is as uh, much of a trial as anything else. But we got three hours of uh, content today. I'm going to call it after that, but we may do larger content in the future, partially just to make sure that I have enough for all the radio listeners, even if I have weeks like the last few where situations have arisen to make it more difficult to do so. So uh, that's one of the upsides of the different platforms. Uh, I want to jump right in, again, reminding everybody that this is Sunday, uh, the time of the live broadcast. So if you're hearing this on a, a Monday, a Tuesday, or a Wednesday, or whenever, uh, things may have drastically changed uh, between the time you're hearing this and the time that, that happens. So just keep that in mind. Uh I want to start off talking about Jonathan Turley right off uh, the gate of this uh, third hour of the broadcast. For those of you who aren't familiar with Jonathan Turley, he is a professor at George Washington University Law School and a self-described liberal. Uh, I would like to point out right here and now, by the way, most of these so-called progressives are not liberals. They like to still hide behind the phrase. They like to hide behind the title of liberal, but they are not because a liberal will literally stand and fight and will fight to the death my right to say whatever I want to say, period. Now, there's a few minor exemptions, of course. They don't want me going into a crowded theater and yelling fire. They don't want me just flat out lying about stuff, although there's no legal uh, constraint against being dishonest in your free speech. I mean, there should be some common decency applied, and you should at least try to be honest when you do such, but... Uh, a liberal will uh, fight to the death my right to say something even if they disagree with it. 
not a lot of liberals in positions of power and authority right now at this moment, as you can tell. But anyway, <clears throat> Jonathan Thurley it, Turley is a self-described liberal. Now, he was warning uh, this past Saturday – He's warning that Democrats would damage the Constitution if they impeach President Donald Trump over the deadly riots at the U.S. Capitol this past week. So after the riots, Democrats and, unfortunately, many Republicans placed blame for the violence directly on Donald J. Trump's shoulders. Uh, inappropriate, I would say. Uh, of course, these folks, they want to use one standard for Donald Trump. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. I'm going to use one standard for Donald Trump. I'm going to use another standard for all other Republicans slash conservatives. And then yet they want a completely different standard for themselves. We've seen this uh, over and over again. Nothing they say can be continued, uh, can be considered uh, as constituting inciting a riot. Maxine Waters can uh, go out and tell people in a a passionate fashion that they need to get in these people's spaces and they need to go where they are and they need to meet them in the restaurants and meet them at the gas stations and wherever else and let them know they're not what no that's not inciting a riot but donald trump's saying that we're gonna we're gonna fight we're gonna let people know how we feel that that is inciting a riot so what's the difference between those two languages well the real difference as far as i can tell is one's donald trump and one isn't at any rate, everybody wants to blame Trump for the riots. They want to blame – actually, they've been blaming Trump for all the Antifa and BLM Incorporated riots too when we think about it, haven't they? Well, now the Democrats are, of course, pushing for an expedited effort to impeach Donald J. Trump for a second time. In fact, according to the Washington Examiner – 180 House Democrats support impeaching Trump for, quote, willfully inciting violence. Indeed, House Speaker Nancy Mimi Pelosi said this past Friday that if Trump does not resign, the House will immediately begin impeachment proceedings against him. Ooh. However... Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell indicated in a memo circulated among Senate Republicans that even if the House does impeach Trump, the Senate will not have time to hold an adequate trial prior to President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration on January 20th. So what exactly was it that uh, Dr. Turley said? Well, according to the constitutional law professor, Democrats will gut the Constitution's free speech protections, and its impeachment standard if they move to impeach Trump over last week's violence. Turley explained in an essay that he was uh, printed over at the Hill, saying, quote, <clears throat> The author, Franz uh, Kafka, once wrote, I probably butchered that name, by the way, My guiding principle is this. Guilt is never to be doubled. I'm sorry. It says doubled, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know the quote. Uh, the quote is, uh, my guiding principle is guilt is never to be doubted. Uh, Democrats suddenly appeared close to adapting that standard into the Constitution as they prepare for a second impeachment of President Trump. 
with seeking his removal for incitement, Democrats would gut not only the impeachment standard but also free speech, all in a mad rush to remove Trump just days before his turn ends. Democrats are seeking to remove Trump on the basis of his remarks to supporters before the rioting at the Capitol. Like others, I condemn those remarks as he gave them, calling them reckless and wrong. I also oppose the challenges to the electoral votes in Congress, but his address does not meet the definition for incitement under the criminal code. It would be it would be viewed as protected speech by the Supreme Court. So that's his remarks. And based on the things he said there, it's pretty clear the guy is not a right-winger. If you were doubting that beforehand, if you thought he was a closet conservative, there is one thing that he's conservative about, his love of the Constitution. His love of liberty. His freedom of speech. And he made it clear. There is a legal standard that must be met to say you just incited violence. You just incited a riot. I literally have to say go to spot X and then force your way in no matter what. If people showed up and did that at my behest, then yes, I incited that action. If I say, we're going to go to the Capitol, we're going to let these people know how we feel, that's not saying go to the left door to the Capitol building, which uh, the local police are going to leave open for you. Rush in. Take a bunch of stuff. Take some uh, selfies in Nancy Pelosi's office. Steal her laptop while you're at it. No, that's, that's not the same thing. He didn't say... Rush your way in. He didn't say storm the gates of the Capitol building. He didn't say make them listen to you by virtue of getting in their faces. He didn't say any of that. In fact, only leftists come out and said that uh, his remarks should have been condemned as being reckless. The remarks he made, again, were very Trumpian. But they're only elevated to a criminal level if you are suffering from Trump derangement syndrome. You might buy into that if you are so soft, mushy-brained that you're willing to let people talk you into it, too. It's like, well, I don't have Trump derangement syndrome, but this guy over here just said that that was a dangerous thing to say. And I, I kind of think maybe it was, because look what happened. Nah. Doesn't matter. There is a legal standard, and this still isn't about Donald Trump. That's the part that nobody seems to be getting. This isn't the left coming after Donald Trump anymore. They know they've got him slid off to the side for now. They think they've got him beaten and beat down. I don't know what Donald Trump is going to do next. I think he's probably going to be a bigger thorn in their side now that they've made him their enemy and that he won't have to abide by the constraints of the office of president. I think they've just opened up a whole new can of worms that they're going to ultimately end up regretting they've done. That's what I think. But they think they've won. They think they beat him down. And right now, they're trying to completely crush and destroy his image 
<coughs> his his legacy. And they're trying to destroy anybody who might be ballsy enough or who might love America enough to try to follow through with what he started. And they want to cancel anybody who's got the nerve to stand up and vocally say the things that I'm trying to tell you right now, for example. He made it pretty clear right here, and you need to pay attention. They would damage the Constitution. They're practically eliminating the impeachment standard. Because they're trying to claim that a crime has been committed, but it, what they're accusing him of, he didn't do. What he said, what he did, doesn't reach the level of criminal offense. It just doesn't. And you don't want that standard change, but do you, do you have any idea how many of you lefties on Twitter alone should be standing trial for things you've tweeted if this is the new standard. Now, maybe you're not afraid of that right now because you think your side's the side that's winning and they'd never do that to you. But take a look around your little Twitter tribe and how many people have been booted out because they said one thing that didn't match up with what needed to be said. And as soon as you're on the outs, you're canceled next. And if this becomes the standard, you too can be charged for the same stuff because you said something in the heat of the moment. Maybe you didn't even take it seriously. Maybe you just thought it was funny. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Joke's on you, buddy. Once this becomes what's allowed, permissible, and the standard, once this becomes the precedent, once there's no longer anybody withstanding to ever challenge anything ever again, who do you think's going to be next? My God in heaven, what's wrong with you people? Now, not only did Turley write that the Democrats are now seeking an impeachment for remarks covered by the First Amendment, Turley explained that many Democrats are guilty of the exact same accusation they're throwing at Trump. Wow, just what I said. He said, quote, Democrats are pushing this dangerous, vague stand. If you look around, you'll see the world can be pretty smart. Okay, very smart. At Capella University, we think education should be smart, too. That's why we're reshaping online learning with our FlexPath format. You can set your own deadlines, take classes at your own pace, even leverage your previous experience to move faster. So when it comes to earning your bachelor's degree, you know what kind of choice to make. A smart one. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. Keep the devices in your home protected from Wi-Fi threats with Xfinity XFi. If it's connected, it's protected. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Get started with Xfinity Internet for $20 a month for 12 months with a one-year agreement. Plus, get advanced security free with the XFi Gateway. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay and one twenty one twenty one. Restrictions apply. New performance starter internet customers only. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra and subject to change. After term, regular rates apply while objecting to their own remarks given new meaning from critics. Conservatives have pointed to Maxine Waters asking her supporters to confront Republicans in restaurants, while Ayanna Presley insisted amidst the violent marches last year that there needs to be unrest in the streets. Kamala Harris said protesters should not let up, even as some of those marches turned violent. 
they can legitimately argue their rhetoric was not meant to be calls for violence. But this standard is filled with subjectivity. Turley went on to say that the damage done to the Constitution if Democrats move forward with impeachment will pale in comparison to the damage caused by the U.S. Capitol riots. The damage caused by the rioters this week was enormous. However, it will pale in comparison to the damage of a new precedent of a snap impeachment for speech protected under the First Amendment. It is the very threat that the framers sought to avoid in crafting the impeachment standard. Quote directly from Turley. Continuing quotation here as he continued, in a process of deliberative judgment, the reference to a snap impeachment is a contradiction. In this new system, guilt is not doubted and innocent is not deliberated. This would do the Constitution what the violent rioters did to the Capitol and leave it in tatters. See, even there, this guy, he, he exaggerated. A little over the top. But the point's valid. The point is valid. But here's the problem, Dr. Dr. Turley. This is what they want. That's the plan. That's the scope of the motion. They want to leave the Constitution in tatters. They want to silence the opposition, and they want to destroy anything that might handcuff them or prevent them from having full, free reign to just control everything. You can't give these people the benefit of the doubt anymore. They have proven they don't deserve that benefit of the doubt. And when I say these people, I'm talking about the elected officials in a position of authority who do, in fact, know better. Now, there may still yet be some young idealistic folks like an AOC somewhere who really, really doesn't grasp the full implications, who doesn't truly understand everything they're calling for as far as what the repercussions will be. There may yet be some like that. There might be. And I'm going to ask all of you folks listening to possibly try, because I know it's going to be really hard now, especially moving forward now going to ask you to try to offer up that benefit of the doubt for the folks that look as if they may potentially just not understand. But when you look at a Nancy Pelosi, when you look at a Chuck Schumer, when you look at a Dick Durbin, you know what these people are up to. When you look at a Joe Biden, you know that he knows what the plan has been for a long time, even if he can't remember it so good these days. You know that the people that elected these folks are clueless, that they don't pay attention. If they were paying attention to their current situation, they would know that they've been electing these same people forever, and it only keeps getting worse. But when they look to another state, and they see that another state votes a different way, and that things are better there, well, it's not just enough to move to this other place, which, yes, you can do. You can pick up and move, at least for now. 
But it's not enough just to go there. You need to pay attention to what's different. It's not that there's just so many more resources available, because guess what? Due to free trade between the states, all the same resources are available everywhere. The only difference is, is it costs less in some places. Why? Because some places are better managed. Some places have fewer taxes. Some places are capable of providing the, the minimal services and understand that not every service somebody may want is actually the role of the government to provide. So you don't have to pay people to do it when the government's not supposed to be doing it in the first place. You can't bring your left-leaning thinking into a right-leaning state and expect it to remain fine. Because you can move there and things will be great for a little while, but if you keep voting the way you were voting before, and you keep expecting everything to be the way you had it before, you're going to ruin the place you moved to instead of going to a better place. I mean, you've went to a better place. It's just not going to stay a better place. Look at the root cause, because the truth of the matter is you don't have to move to fix the problem. you got to stop voting for people that want to destroy the Constitution. you got to stop voting for people who think they need to take care of you from cradle to grave, no matter how pretty they paint that picture, no matter how nice it sounds. You need to stop thinking, gee, I really would like the federal government to send me $2,000 a piece for my family. Because, hey, who wouldn't? But you need to stop and think, what's that $2,000 now going to cost me later? And it is going to cost you. Even if you're not somebody that typically pays federal income tax, it's going to cost you something. And chances are it's going to be something dear. It's going to cost you in a lack of police protection in a community that needs it, but right now claims they don't want it. We want you to defund the police. What happens when the police aren't there? Things get worse. Why? How did Detroit go from being an industrial, gleaming jewel of a city, a shining example to the entirety of the world as to how industry can be done, how good jobs can be created, how an economy can be driven? to a place that looks like a nuclear bomb was detonated at its heart a few years ago. A city that's in ruins. Oh, sure, the downtown area where all the elitists still live, it looks nice enough. (coughs) But the problem is they're taking every little bit of tax money they get from all you folks to keep themselves up. And they're not taking care of you. And here's here's the craziest thing. It's it's almost an oxymoron. It's almost a juxtaposition. But the less the government tries to do to take care of you, the better that government is at taking care of you because it opens up those opportunities. The more a government, whether you're talking local whether you're talking statewide, whether you're talking federal, the more it it tries to do for you, the worse it is at taking care of you. Because there's simply not enough resources. Somebody has to be an economic driver. Somebody has to be creating the wealth. And you should be a part of helping to create the wealth. 
not sitting back and waiting for somebody else to take care of you. There's a certain sense of pride in earning your own way. There's a certain sense of self-worth that cannot be emulated by just sitting back and collecting a check. You learn the value of those beautiful buildings you have in your formerly great American cities. You learn the value of what it took to build them. You learn the value of what it took to get to where you are now. You learn the value of, of self-regulation, self-determination, self-discipline, and self-reliance when you look back at the folks that didn't have those safety nets that so many of you are depending on now. But they helped build a great nation. They want to destroy the Constitution because the Constitution is in their way. They want you thinking that you are dependent on the government for everything so that you will not question them. We have a caste system in this country now. Unfortunately, it's the political class. It's the uber-elitist And then it's the rest of us. If you still need any evidence, if you still doubt any part of that, then you are just not watching. So why are you listening to this? There's no point. If you still need for me to tell you this, you haven't been paying enough attention. So go pay attention. Okay? Again, I implore you at the end of every hour of this broadcast, I implore you, do not take my word for anything I tell you. I want you to go check it out for yourself. I want you to go see it for yourself. If you're paying attention and you're using more than one source, and sorry, by the way, CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, NBC, uh, uh, all those outlets, that's still one source. That is one single source that's what you have because they're all parroting the same talking points the the same memos they're practically using the same phrases they might as well have this one writer putting everything out for all of them it certainly seems like that's the case more often than not look at sources of information beyond that legacy media Go check out Newsmax for a little while. Listen to Blaze TV for a little bit. Listen to Blaze Radio. Go check out some of the things that are going on at the Daily Wire. Read over at the Daily Caller. Go to the Gateway Pundit. Stop off and tap into the truth. There's not enough hours in the day for me to go over the different news stories that you really should have. So you need to spend this time yourself. (coughs) As I keep coughing. There comes a point in time where you've got to realize that the dangers that are out there are real. But the dangers are not from violence from Trump supporters. The dangers are from social media censoring anyone. 
look, there there are some legitimate reasons to ban folks in social media, okay? Uh, and even then, uh, maybe not ban them outright, but uh, for taking some of their posts down. There's legitimate. If I'm sitting here glorifying uh, Adolf Hitler and, and the Nazi regime, then I probably don't need a place on there. If I'm a Holocaust denier, I probably shouldn't have a place on there, which, oh, by the way, several prominent Holocaust uh, deniers are granted primo space and tons of followers on Twitter with no pushback from Jack Darcy or the rest of the Twitter crew. Why is that? I wonder. Hmm. One-sided much? Bias much? If you want or expect the truth. You're going to have to do some digging on your own because I'm going to tell you right now, I take these news stories and I commentate on them. I am a commentator, not a journalist. I am giving you my opinion as much as anything. But when I'm sitting here reading to you articles, I'm reading to you stuff. There is factual information there for you to discern, but I make it clear. I'm not trying to convince you of everything I'm saying as being a fact. I am trying to read to you the articles. I'm trying to then commentate how I feel about them, mostly so that a lot of the folks that listen on a regular basis are going to know and understand that you're not the only one who feels these ways. But also, hopefully, you come across enough of it that maybe maybe you don't think exactly the same way I do, but you're at least willing to listen to what I have to say. And guess what? That's the first step for a united America. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Okay, we're halfway through this hour. So it is time once again to do the Edwards Notebook and the uh, Songs and Stories for Soldiers Veterans Tip of the Day. So you guys stay right where you're at, and I'll be back right after this very brief break. It is both amazing and frightening to witness millions and millions of adult Americans being dictated to by elected officials who were elected to represent them. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, Rahm Emanuel said never let a good crisis go to waste. So true to form, the Corona China virus scandemic crisis was foisted upon our republic and used as an excuse to lock our economy down and force churches to close in order to break down the largest segment of job creation also and decimate the American middle class. No governor or mayor is operating in good faith or in the best interest of the citizenry if they dare to lock down or quarantine healthy people in their homes and force them to wear masks, close their businesses, or forbid church attendance or preventing others from going to synagogue. Truth is, locking people up and killing 64% of the gross domestic product will not rid the United States of a corona-China virus scandemic that has a 99% survival rate, by the way, even Dr. Fauci admitted he's been a big liar, quote, for our own good, unquote. We have been played, we have been lied to, we must open our economy right now and fight for our unalienable rights. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. This is Dan Perkins with your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans, Tip of the Day. Are you looking for a job because you got laid off because of the coronavirus? 
Most veterans think that the GI Bill can only be used for college, but that's not true. It can also be used for retraining programs. So if you're out of work and looking for a new career, go to the VA.gov and look at the GI Bill benefits. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with me through that very brief break. I am, of course, your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tapp, coming to you live from historic Roan County, Tennessee. And uh, this is Tapping to the Truth. We continue in this hour number three of today's broadcast. And as we do so, we take a look at the uh, situation in a Portland suburb uh, over this past weekend. Yes, yes, a riot was declared in the suburb of Portland, Oregon um, after black block rioters vandalized local businesses and uh, a police precinct. Hmm. Uh, are we hearing the same outrage about this that we heard about uh, the Capitol uh, encroachment? I'm just asking for a friend. Anyway, Thursday night's violence escalated from a demonstration that was organized to call for justice in the officer-involved shooting death of 26-year-old Jacob Ryan McDuff this past Wednesday. Uh, Public records and a social media account use McDuff as a spelling for his last name. Use MacDuff instead of McDuff, so, yeah, what are you going to say? I guess that just means that there's some confusion about what his last name really is. Is it McDuff? Is it MacDuff? We don't know. Is there an A before the C? Why are we having this conversation? I don't know. At any rate, shortly after 4 p.m. on Wednesday, uh, police in the area responded to a report of a domestic disturbance at an apartment complex in the suburb southwest of Portland. Officers attempted to arrest McDuff on domestic violence charges after an investigation. Uh, McDuff was inside his vehicle, and officers said that he had a knife. Police said that they tried to take him into custody, and he refused to surrender. The police then shot and killed McDuff during the struggle to arrest him. This according to the police. The shooting occurred about 5.50 p.m., nearly two hours after police arrived at the apartment, meaning that they did spend time trying to get this situation under control before they resorted to lethal violence. Now, despite an investigation into the officer-involved shooting by the Washington County Major Crimes Team already underway, a protest erupted on Thursday night. Now, police said that about 100 individuals gathered. This is a city that has a population of about 55,000. They gathered at around 8.30 p.m. on Thursday, and the anti-police protest escalated to the point where black 
block rioters, vandalized the uh, police headquarters. The rioters smashed the windows and doors of the police precinct, and then on the outside walls of the police station, someone spray-painted ACAB, an acronym for All Cops Are Bastards, which, you know, isn't it great that we live in a country now where we have that acronym that people know what it means? I mean, until it was uh, written out for me in this article, I had no idea what that would have stood for. All cops are illegitimate children? Really? I I don't think that's factually true. I'm just going to go on a... I'm going to go on a a hunch here and say, fact check, false. (laughs) At any rate, the riders made their way to the downtown business area where police say... They blocked traffic, destroyed storefronts, and sprayed graffiti on private and public property. The local police declared the unrest to be an unlawful assembly and shortly after declared it a riot. Vandals spray-painted the words, Stop killing people and we will stop rioting. And uh, that was at the entrance of the State Farm Insurance Building. (laughs) Stop killing people and we'll stop rioting. Do you think that's true? I I am just, again, asking for a friend. Uh, do you think that's true? If the police stopped killing people, do you think everyone would stop rioting? See, I actually kind of tend to think that they would riot more because more people would feel like they could get away with it and not pay a consequence. I, I do think we'd have a whole lot more lawlessness because... One of the major things that keeps people from engaging in a great deal of violent crime is the thought that if they go out and perpetrate this crime, they may not come back. There's a reason why in areas of this country that have high levels of... Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm, yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Ooh, a fondue set. Now I need to find a coupon code. Not anymore, Susan. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Wait, instantly? It's called shopping smart, not hard. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer for free and let it do the work for you. Don't mind if I fondue. Haha, <laughs> that's kind of cheesy. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. Individual gun ownership typically have rather low violent crime statistics. This, of course, is a stat that everyone on the left continues to ignore and continues to pretend as if it's uh, just not true if somebody like me points it out. But it doesn't change the fact that the stats are indeed factual information. So what are you going to do? Gonna keep writing? You're gonna keep it? I don't know. I mean, I see somebody spray paint that, and I see somebody make a statement like that, and I just have to say, is anybody stopping and asking the question, is that true? 
I, I think it's not. I, I think that's right up there with the all cops are children of illegitimate circumstance. I don't like using the verbiage. Okay, so the crowd was dispersed around 9.30 p.m. local time. Police arrested one person. <clears throat> All this activity, and police arrested one person. A 20-year-old, and they charged this individual with one count of rioting. Now, the riot comes one day after Portland's Democratic Mayor Ted Wheeler was given a tongue-lashing and physically assaulted by left-leaning malcontents while he was dining at a restaurant. Portland has been dealing with regularly occurring protests and riots since late May, regularly as in just about every day. Just about every day, this has been the deal. This has been the scene. This is what they have had to face. Now, Mayor Wheeler is somebody that's been on my crosshairs for quite a while. I, I probably talked about Wheeler as much as, well, I was going to say as much as uh, AOC, but I don't think that's factually true either. So fact check, Tim, don't, don't exaggerate. But I have talked about him a lot. So using the vague standard of saying nearly as much, I think I can say that and still be honest. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. I've talked about Wheeler nearly as much as AOC, and certainly in recent months, way more than I've talked about AOC in recent months. See, Wheeler's finally come to the conclusion, the realization, that uh, if you play along with those that just want to destroy everything, they're not going to take you seriously either. You are still the enemy because you are in a position of authority. And if you're not just handing over the keys then you are a detriment to their agenda. And he's finding that out. Now, I do not have a great deal of respect for Mayor Wheeler. But Mayor Wheeler should not be accosted in a restaurant and should not be assaulted by these goons. No one else should be either. Look, there is a right way and a wrong way to go about getting your message across. And if you feel the need to have a face-to-face -face conversation with these people, it should be done so in a legitimate fashion. And showing up, no matter what Maxine Waters might tell you, showing up at a restaurant and getting in their face there is not the way to do it. Even if you just show up and you just shout at them, that's wrong. Just like it was wrong to go into Nancy Pelosi's office and kick back and put your boots up on the desk and have people take a picture of you. That was wrong. <clears throat> and it's not because I think particularly highly of Nancy Pelosi. It's because you shouldn't go to anyone's place of business or their home and behave that way. You wouldn't want them to come to your house and do that to you. I wouldn't want Nancy Pelosi to come in here and uh, put her feet up on my broadcasting equipment. I mean, you can think whatever you want to about Nancy Pelosi. You can think whatever you want to about the quality of job she's doing, whether or not she deserves to be there. We can have those conversations, and I'm probably, probably going to be on board with the let's get her out of there crowd. <coughs> as long as we're talking about 
getting her out of there in a legal fashion. I'm not going to say, hey, let's grab her and put her on trial with the people's court. No, no, let's don't do that. Let's, let's just handle the situation. Well, well, what do you mean handle there, buddy? Well, you know, just nobody's going to find her. No, 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 let's don't do that. Let's have a recall election and uh, pull her out of Congress. Okay, let's do that. Let's vote her out of office next election. Okay, let's do that. I mean, it's my understanding at this point she's not running again, so doesn't do a lot of good, right? Suddenly I got a catch in my throat, guys, so sorry. <coughs> so, uh... <clears throat> So there's a right way and a wrong way to do this. And do not take your political advice from Maxine Waters. Do not take your political advice from anybody on the left because they want to destroy this nation. They want to use you to do it. And then they're going to turn around and use the same ploys that they deputized you to perform against you. How do I know? Because that's the pattern. That's what's always happened in history. That's what happens in every great civilization. Especially those civilizations that have fallen. We've got a great country, guys. We do. We've got some of the some of the most beautiful landscapes. We have a tremendous amount of natural resources and we have a great sloth of diversity of people, and we have been able for centuries to take advantage of that. Our government, and sometimes the mindset of the majority of our people, have made mistakes along the way. We have done some things poorly, and we've done some things that were immoral. We've done some things that are just wrong. But none of that, none of that negates all of the good. It's a process. You still have a ton of people out there trying to to sell you on the idea of the 1619 Project. Still trying to sell you on the idea that America can never be good because it was built on slavery. No, America was built on principles. Slavery was brought here by England. It was embraced and it was performed and it wasn't let go of nearly soon enough. But it was always the intention of the framers for it to end. It's written right there for you to see. The documentation is there. The discussions, the debates, the Federalist Papers, the Anti-Federalist, every legitimate direct source lets you know that arguments were had, discussions were had. It was the intent all along for slavery to come to an end, and they never believed for a second that it would take nearly as long as it did. The words are there. And even if, even if all those words and all those ideas were not being applied directly to you at that time, they do now. 
that makes us a great nation, not a racist nation. That makes us a great nation, not a colonialist, expansionist, imperialistic. There is no nation that has existed in the history of this planet that has done more good for the world, period, end of discussion, full stop. There is none. Not perfect, but great. There's no question. There's no denying that. If you are denying it, then you're living outside of the reality. You are so obsessed with your subjective truth that you don't realize that there is objective truth. And the objective truth out there is that the United States of America is a phenomenally great nation, unique because of the diversity of thought, because of the diversity of thought. Not diversity of skin color, not diversity of uh, individuals, but diversity of thought. Now, presumably, to some degree, those things will play into that diversity of thought. But it's not good enough to be diverse for the sake of being diverse. That doesn't grant, doesn't grant any particular strength. That diversity needs to be a natural outcropping of open discussion. Potential debate, the kind of thing that can only occur, can only happen when people are not censored. The kind of thing that can only happen when the First Amendment and the Second Amendment and the Third Amendment and all those other amendments are equally applied. When, when community guidelines on a social media platform is equally applied, when the reaction of a politician uh, reacting to a riot on the streets anywhere is equally applied, when there is consistency, when all are treated the same, when all are treated equal. When you commit an act of criminality, you are treated as if it is an act of criminality, regardless of who you are, who your parents are, how important you are, how much money you have, what religion you adhere to. When none of that matters, when the only thing that matters is that you are an individual, then that's when the greatness shines through. Do not appoint a secretary of the treasury based on the fact that that secretary of treasury is a transgender female um, from the Hispanic community. Appoint them because they're adept at financial theory have experience to prove that they're capable of understanding financial theory and they're capable of understanding the importance of the treasury. Don't assign a secretary of state because uh, she's the first black lady to be secretary of state. Assign her because she has a tremendous background in diplomacy. If she happens to be a black lady with that tremendous background in diplomacy, yay! If she don't got that, but you're still appointing her because she's a black lady, then that's the kind of diversity 
that sets everyone back and endangers the world, not just the United States, the world. Because that experience also leads you to a point where you're not just helping to facilitate the policy of the administration, but you're also able to see when foreign entities are trying to be manipulative, when they're not serious about what's on the table. These dangers are real, and the opportunity to come up and, and to be something special can only happen in the United States of America. So why would why would any of you want to see that damaged by the system being abused? If you're if you're out there walking around today saying that I'm a liberal, I'm a liberal, I'm a liberal, and then you turn around and say, Tim Tap, you shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Joe Biden's the greatest guy ever. To stiff my hair. I mean, not just the greatest guy ever. If you believe that, you're not a liberal. A liberal would say, Tim Tap, you're wrong. But you just keep saying what you're saying. And again, why? Why? Because in this nation, freedom of speech is vital. It's how we communicate ideas, perhaps even ideas that someone else hasn't thought about. Maybe it's just a new perspective that helps make a stronger policy down the line. But it's also how I let you guys know who I am so that you know how seriously you need to take me in the future. Is he just some funny guy? Is he just some guy wisecracking? Does he occasionally do weird voices? I mean, is there some reason why we should take him more seriously than anyone else? You don't know if you just tell me to shut up. It's hilarious, too. It's hilarious. I've got just a few minutes left. I am going to stop things at the three-hour mark, although I could keep going. I'm going to stop things at the three-hour mark today. It's hilarious how, for the last several months, the fact-checkers uh, on social media, particularly Facebook, they'd like to put all kinds of warning labels on posts and say, uh, missing context. Well, they only seem to be worried about that missing context when trying to add some level of context they think supports their argument. But when it comes to what has transpired with Donald Trump and the things that he's said, the, I, I circle back around to this phone call to the Georgia Secretary of State. They do not want context to be taken into consideration. And the reason they don't want context to be taken into consideration is because context matters there. I keep thinking back to earlier this year with a post from the Daily Wire talking about how someone who had been arrested for setting a fire – this was in the middle of all the wildfires going on uh, – this guy had been arrested for starting a fire, but because they had their no-bell system in place and were trying to keep the jails empty, uh, they brought him in, they booked him, they arrested him, they gave him a court date, they – let him loose. Uh, 
And then less than 24 hours later, he was arrested in another county trying to start another fire. Now, the story's context is about how useless it is to pick up a criminal and then just turn around and let them loose with zero consequences. If there's no money on the line, if there's no incentive for them to behave, at least until they have their court case, well, then nothing's going to change, right? That's the context of the story. But they blocked it, and I had to appeal twice before I finally got somebody to admit that, okay, well, that's not the point. They let it back up, but they still left a warning marker on it saying, missing context. They tried to block it at first. The whole point is the, the story is 100% accurate. It's true. It's verified. But they still didn't want that story showing up because at that point in time, even though there was no mention trying to relate uh, BLM Incorporated or Antifa or anybody else, uh, not illegal border crossers, they wasn't trying to relate anybody to it. They just said, this guy did this, period. That's all the story was about. The main uh, story was going around at the time that uh, this was a, an aspect of protests that were going on from BLM Incorporated, that they were out starting some of these fires. So they wanted the story to include the context that uh, there is no evidence that Black Lives Matters Black Lives Matter organizers are involved with arson. There was no need to make that statement because there was no inclination, no connection trying to be made. The assumption is that you should should just make that. So to them, context matters when it matters a lot. And then context doesn't matter much when they think it doesn't. That's going to have to be it for me for now. And one more time today, I'm going to remind you, please, please, whatever else you do, do not take my word, not for one little bit of anything I've said. In the meanwhile, um, you guys, be prepared to put in some effort. And more importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. You guys out there, stay safe, stay healthy, and, you know, be smart, even if it kind of goes against your nature. That's it for me for now. I'm not real sure when we're going to be able to get together and do this again. going to still be trying to tweak all the bugs out. But I uh, hope to be back with you soon. I am out. Have a great week, everybody. Using both hands Founders knew the Second Amendment was the final one to keep 
Look in your office. Look in your home office. Everywhere you turn, there's so much smart. At Capella University, we think education should be smart too. Our game-changing FlexPath format puts you in control of your master's degree so you can learn how, when, and where you want. Smart, huh? Yeah, we think so too. So if you want to take the next step in your career, make Capella your first step. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can drive change or build an empire. Because old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. This new year, we need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's still ours to win. Start different at GoDaddy.com.